0: Anticipating, because this is all the dopamine is doing dopamine is anticipating a future based on previous experience now all of you can agree that that's not living in the present and we know that logical based trading comes from being in the moment responding to only candle closure as it happens not predicting the future not reliving the past not being anxious from what might be not being depressed from what has been but being right here right present right now and trading only based on what the candle is doing and what your trading plan is telling you to do with that candle closure. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Jake, and you are listening to The Success Shift, a show where perfection does not exist, but learning and growth take center stage. Have you ever felt stuck? Like you're doing all the work, but not getting the results? Maybe you feel like there's something missing. Perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success. Well, buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on, or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shift in perspective, then you are definitely going to want to tune in. good morning good evening good afternoon everybody welcome to another episode of the success shift it's friday the thunderstorms have cleared the sun's back out and i am loving it probably tell i'm in my summer australian gear which is very little my board shorts and i had the windows open and the heat out and now it's just ah, gives me lots of energy so i'm very excited to be back here on friday um we've had i've had a very enjoyable week this week Um, things have been really trugging along I've made a few shifts in my back back with my discipline at the start of the year you may have remembered me saying discipline is going to be my key for this year and I was really good for about let's say four months and then the last six weeks has dropped off and the problem that I have on occasion is I'm really good in discipline and then I stop and I find it really hard to get back. So it's been about four or five weeks, and now I'm starting to get back into the flow of things and starting to repeat those good habits. And it's feeling nice. It's feeling good. And on top of that, this whole week, we've been speaking about dopamine, which is something that I am super fascinated about. All the neurotransmitters that are in our brain, the way our entire brain works, and you know the psychology and biology mix that makes us who we are and how it gives us the behaviors, the thoughts, the feelings, and all the things that make give us our personality, um, I find incredibly interesting. So- I have very much enjoyed diving deep, deeper and deeper into the dopamine aspect of things. Um, today, gratitude, we always do gratitude because finding gratitude in the little things can grow into having a very happy and vibrant um, life. And I believe it was on Tuesday, we, we were talking about Andrew Huberman, who says that addiction is the narrowing of, actually, you know what, I'm going to quote it properly rather than try to remember it. So it's right here. Addiction is a progressive narrowing of the things that bring you pleasure, and a good life is a progressive expansion of the things that bring you pleasure. And if we are finding gratitude for things every single day, we are continually expanding those things that we are finding pleasure for. So if we find gratitude for things, usually it brings us joy, it brings us pleasure, it brings us a happy feeling. And if we're doing that every single day, what are we doing? We are continually growing and expanding the things that bring us pleasure, right? So according to Andrew Huberman, that's how you have a good life. And I think it's very, very true. Uh, so today, I'm grateful for the good weather again. Um, I am grateful for my ability to walk on my two legs. Um, the last few days, not yesterday, I've been going out for a walk with my son. I'm grateful for people in Germany who can speak English. makes my life a lot easier. I'm grateful for the local connections we make. Like yesterday, it was a public holiday, and I didn't realize. I went down to the local bottle shop to grab a beer for dinner, and uh, they were closed. But the guy was working there. And he said, "Ah, Jake, come on in and just you can bring money tomorrow. I don't have the cash register, but, you know, bring us bring us the money tomorrow. So it's really nice having those connections and having people who are friendly and local and it just makes life good. So I'm finding gratitude for the local people who make my life easier and more enjoyable. I'm finding gratitude for the the nice weather and, like I said, the ability to walk and exercise and breathe and be healthy and all of the things that um, sort of sync up to the good life. I'm also very grateful for water. I've been consuming my consum- increasing my consumption lately and I'm forgetting how good it is all the time, especially when I talk so much. <laughs> right. Chuck your gratitude in the chat. And while you do that, I'm going to go over a little bit of the synopsis from the week. This week, we were talking about dopamine, as I've said, and at the very start of the week, we were looking at what dopamine is, how it works, the ability for it to not only be the pleasure dro- molecule that people know it for but it's relation to reward, motivation and memory and how important that is to us. Uh, We spoke a bit about the rat experiment, which taught us that without dopamine, we can still actually feel pleasure and desire and enjoy things. However, um, we no longer put in the effort to achieve this satisfaction and this desire and this pleasure. Why? Because we have no motivation and dopamine is one of those great motivators. So we also talk about the electric shock experiment, which explained a little bit about the pain-pleasure balance. You know, we we're talking about the same parts of the brain where um, when you have something good, it t- tilts to the pain, the pleasure side. And then those neuron gremlins, I'm still referring to them as, come onto the the pain side. And that's when come downs and um, hangovers kind of happen. Then we spoke about how, you know, you can actually find pleasure in pain from kind of overexposure with that electroshock experiment where people were getting shocked they were finding it painful and then as they cranked that up higher and higher and higher you know they were still in pain and pain and pain but then they went back down to a shock that was lower and they actually found pleasure in that because it was nothing in comparison to the pain they were previously experiencing and just the way that the brain can actually develop um, to learn to enjoy the bad things which we can do in every aspect i think it's a very powerful lesson oftentimes we go oh, i don't want to do that i hate that but if we can do it and endure it Now, this is what discipline is. Discipline is doing the things that we don't like doing over and over again when motivation isn't there. And over time, you start to enjoy those things that you originally found really difficult. Okay, And so if we can push through that, and I love the saying that that, uh, discipline takes you where motivation won't. And if we can find the discipline, you know, some getting up and going to the gym is easy when you're motivated. You know, it's like, yes, I'm motivated. I want to do this. I want to get fit. Let's go. But then you wake up, maybe you're hungover, you're tired, you didn't have a good night's sleep, and you're like, oh, I do not want to go to the gym. This is where discipline comes in. And if you can combine the two, you can push past that pain aspect and get to a point where this is actually now pleasurable. And not only that, but we spoke about Anna Lomkey, Lamke, and how she was talking, the lady who wrote Dopamine Nation, and how she was taking talking about pain your pain up front and so when we do things that we don't like up front then what comes afterwards is the pleasure response and so things like ice baths things like you know hit training those kind of things intermittent fasting is apparently one that's really good for this you know we intermittent fast it really helps with um bdnf in the brain brain derived neurotropic factors uh, you know relative to our neurotransmitters as well i believe don't quote me on that i need to do more research there Um, but those kind of things come when you're going through that pain and then what happens afterwards is this long expanded pleasure so ice baths for example you jump in an ice bath for two three five minutes whatever you can endure and then afterwards it's been shown that you can have spikes of dopamine that are 250 percent higher than baseline and lasting two and a half hours and so this is a really interesting concept to try and you know Bring into your, your life. For me, I often, like, I'm now saying, is this bringing me pain or is this bringing me pleasure? And then I say, okay, pain, let's go to that because it'll be pleasure later. And I'm trying to re- switch my my reasoning and my, my psychology and my thought patterns behind the tasks that I have to do. Then yesterday, we spoke a bit more about dopamine and its um, relevance to addictions and habits and habit creation. You know, we're talking about atomic habits. We've got that cue craving response reward, that that habits loop. That we have um, and we're talking about how it can reinforce you know the whole point of dopamine is to reinforce sets of behaviors and so what we can do is we can learn ourselves, and we can learn ways to um, pick up on the cues that are creating the craving which is where the dopamine spikes and then once we have that craving what are we doing and what's the reward that we're getting from it? And if we can actually understand this this process, we can start to tailor our day-to-day, rewarding ourselves with things we like, only once we do the thing that has come from the craving. And so once you give yourself the reward, what were the things that you were doing before that in order to have the craving? That is when the habit is created. So you know, maybe it can be something along the lines of every time you follow your trading plan perfectly, you give yourself a chocolate. Now, I'm not really a fan of giving contradicting uh, reward so if you're trying to be fit and healthy don't give yourself a chocolate as a reward you know do something else um but this kind of concept of positive reward and there's a huge um understanding of not understanding there's a huge research done on the difference between positive reinforcement and negative reinforcement and how we can improve our behavior much better through positive reinforcement so if we're doing something we get a positive reward what happens we get a dopamine hit this feels good then we have the craving to do that again for the reward, the, the dopamine gives the craving to do it again because we got rewarded and this creates habits a lot faster than negative reinforcement, which is when you're punishing yourself or taking things away. So positive reinforcement, um, creating those good habits is a much faster way to create habits. Um, The other thing that I didn't quite mention yesterday, but I wanted to touch on today was how we can create a good habit. So creating a good habit, we want to make things obvious. We want to make it attractive. We want to make it easy. We want to make it satisfying. And this is going to, go through our feedback loop. So for our queue, we want to make it obvious. This is why I say environment is so important. Have your trading plan right in front of you. If you've got it right there, like you think it's an obvious thing, but so many people don't even have a trading plan, which still blows my mind. And if you don't, I don't judge you, but I highly recommend you start doing it and making one. Um, Then we want to make it attractive. So make it easy to read, make it catchy, like highlight your top trades or color code it, whatever works for you do the thing to make it attractive so when you've got this craving you're like rather than going oh I'm going to go to my bad habit you go ah that's attractive I want to go to my new thing do the response make your trades and then make it satisfying so give yourself an actually good reward on top of you know the profitable trade that you're probably going to make it's also important because trading is such an interesting concept here where it's probability based so even if you do everything right you can still get it wrong or not not get it wrong but you can still take a loss we need to be rewarding that positively as well. Not so much that, yes, I just taking the financial positive reward, but what can I do for myself that rewards me just for following the trading plan? And if you do that and you're getting this reward where it's like, yes, I'm following my trading plan, sick, I get a reward, then you're gonna have the craving to follow the trading plan again, okay? So the way we can get rid of a bad habit is to make it invisible, make it unattractive, make it difficult and make it unsatisfying. So the exact opposite. So if we've got bad habits that we're doing, let's try and find ways to make this unattractive let's find ways to ways to make it hard to actually do the bad habits okay now we're going to go in today a little bit about the dopamine spikes in relation to intermittent reinforcement so I was talking about the positive reinforcement and the negative reinforcement but one of the biggest issues that we can come to face and it's really really prevalent in trading is intermittent reinforcement and unfortunately this creates bad trading habits and yesterday I was talking a bit about trading trauma and so today I'm going to talk what i mean by that is when i say trading trauma it's kind of if chuck someone's in the chat if you first started trading and all you did was follow the rules and you had some wins pretty quickly and you were like man this is easy i'm going to be a millionaire tomorrow because that was me that was definitely me i would have jumped in someone was like yeah just do this one of the educators i did it i made money quickly and i was like sick this is a hidden gem so with that why does that happen? Well, because we don't really have any other knowledge. We just go in, we do the things according to their trading plan at the time. I wasn't didn't have my own. I was just following someone else's, someone who's a professional. And, you know, it worked. It you made money. Then we start to learn a little bit more. We start to cross-reference. We start to get more educated. We start to think we know things better. And then we start to do things based on past experiences and based on previous, you know, future anticipations and then we start to get emotional and then those sort of things happen so you go through this i would say this starting curve and i like to think of it as it goes up when you first start your following trading plan and if you have the right mindset and if you have the right discipline and if you understand that rules are meant to be made and that's how probability works and that trading should be like that you kind of take off and people can learn and earn and grow really quickly we've seen success story, like Teresa; just two years she took off why because she had a disciplined disciplinary disciplinary act and a dedication to learn the skill set and I think her mindset was already tuned to understand that rules are meant to be followed and this is how it works and she did it and she just grew and boom she was off but I think for some of us who don't have that discipline and don't have that mindset yet we get to this point where we start to try things and it doesn't work and then we start to try other things and then we start to pick up bad habits and then it starts to fall down and then we go okay I'm not following a trading plan but this is where the intermittent reinforcement comes in a negative way what happens sometimes and i spoke about this yesterday you start to do things away from a trading plan and you just kind of hit the button chuck some ones in the chat if you've hit the button and you've made a big win i know people were saying yes yesterday i know it's been me and i know that a lot of traders do that and it kind of gets to the point where you go what's the point in all this planning and all this strategy when i can just hit it and still make this big win so this is the kind of concept of intermittent reinforcement, which is really bad for us. Now, the way this works, there was a re- there was a study done about ten years ago on monkeys. Again, people love doing experiments on monkeys, so there's lots of those. And basically, what happened is the light would go on. These monkeys would be like, "Okay, it's go time. I know that if I press a lever with enough ferocity and do it enough times, I'm gonna get myself some food." And this was the habit cue: light goes on, cue. They get the craving, all food. I can hit the lever. That's the response. The reward is food. And then the light's still on. They've got the cue. So therefore, they've got the craving. They hit the lever. Food comes. They eat. Then what they did and what they did was they studied the dopamine spike. And as we know, the dopamine spike comes from the anticipation of receiving the reward. So as the cue was on, then the dopamine spike. So then they start doing the thing. Then they get the food and then it repeats. What they then did was they started giving the monkeys the food intermittently. So 50% of the time. So they hit it nothing would come scratch the head craving would still be there hit it nothing would come scratch there and then they would do it again what happens is this dopamine spike quadruples it goes so much higher almost as high as cocaine because there's this unknown there's this maybe aspect there's this I don't actually know if I'm going to get it and so what does that make people do if there's this maybe aspect you work really hard in the hope that maybe this is the time that I get it and you're much more eager like is it going to be this time so this creates these huge dopamine spikes then they did some research and they did, okay, what if we give it 25% of the time? And what if we give it 75%? They split test of the group. And it turns out that when they got it 25% of the time compared to 75% of the time, they're about the same, but that wasn't as high as the 50-50. Okay. So when it's really random and it's really unknown, we get this huge dopamine spike. And think about trading. This is exactly what trading is. Okay. When you take a trade and you have no idea of the outcome, You tend to have these huge dopamine spikes. It's a maybe, I don't know. So you've got this huge craving to find out. I want to know if this is going to be profitable or not. And when you have money on the line and you've got these FOMO and all the fears that come from the amygdala firing away and making you go "Ah, anticipation, emotion. And then you've got the craving from the dopamine. You want to know. So most of the time you hit the button because you're scared that if it does take off this one time and it goes, you won't get that reward. This is the problem we have. When we don't trade to our trading plans, We don't have that consistency. So, all we're doing is feeding this horrible pattern of intermittent reinforcement. We are just pouring fire on this intermittent reinforcement that gives us even more and more dopamine, saying, Oh, here comes a big candle. Here comes something. Here comes some action on the charts. Hence, the price action, which creates manipulation and emotion in the traders, which we know isn't the recipe for profitable long term trading because. Boom! Intermittent reinforcement. So we have to understand this, and what we can do in order to work with this, I guess, is rather than actually, uh, rather than looking at the charts and having something go, like you know, uh, let's say a big candle comes up and it gets our heart going or it gets our emotions going, and we go, "All right, do I want to hit the button or not?" We have to make this decision. Hence, why decision fatigue is such a big thing in trading, because every single new candle or even every single tick, you're kind of making decision fatigue. Wait, what do I do now? If you're much more disciplined and you understand trading and you only trade and due to the closing of a candle, then you can actually try and reduce the decision fatigue during candles. However, when you're new and you see the price action and you see the manipulation, you do jump and you do have to make a decision every single tick, which can be exhausting, especially for scalpers. This is why it's really important to understand your strategy. Go wait. I'm waiting for candle closure. Therefore, I don't have to think until candle closure. But going back to the idea of big candle, evoking emotion, evoking adrenaline, whatever it does inside you, rather than going, do I hit the button or not? You go, now is my time to look at my trading plan. We want these cues to lead to a response that is not buy or sell, but maybe the response is move to my trading plan. Okay? Okay. So when you have this feeling, when you can feel it physiologically, when you can feel and we're going to go through this, going to go into this a little bit more in depth next year, when next week, when I talk about amygdala hijacking and how that actually gets our body going, you know, the fight or flight. We've spoken about that quite a bit, fight or flight in trading. But when that starts to get this adrenaline going or your adrenal glands and all that sort of stuff is firing and you feel like you can generally feel. Tightenings of a chest, you can feel your muscles, you can feel like blood vessels dilating and blood rushing, That's, that's the way it's meant to work. And when you can feel that, you need to think, okay, this is the cue, my body's responding to something, there's an external stimulant that's making my body respond. What I'm doing is I'm now getting a craving to, to respond because I know that what's my reward? Money. Every the, the reward here is always pretty much money. But the problem is if we feed the intermittent reinforcement, which is a bad habit, we're going to end up being stuck in this loop and trading against our trading plan for almost forever until we can figure out how to understand our body and bring self-awareness to it. Once we can understand that, we go, here comes the craving. Here comes the cues the there. I'm now craving. My response is not do I dis- make a decision on buy or sell? My response is, I'm going to look at my trading plan. I'm going to follow that. So we're not going to go emotionally-based trading anymore. We're going to go, I'm feeling the emotions and the physiological changes. My response is to listen to my trading plan. And I'm pointing up here because mine is right on the board right behind my computer. So when I get this response, I look up, does it match the trading plan? And then you just go through the checklist and you have to just do that and just do it over and over again until you start to reduce this, intermittent reinforcement and how do you reduce that you follow your trading plan every single time and it's only going to take like once your brain understands that i don't have to make a decision every time i see a candle all i have to do is listen to my trading plan and then your cue craving response turns into this cycle then you're going to get into a very easy state of trading where it's like ah something's happening trading plan tell me what to do don't do anything okay ah something's happening trading plan tell me what to do oh Yes, do something. It matches every single tick or whatever your trading plan is. Okay, I'll do something. And then bang, you got to move into trade, uh, trade management mode. Same sort of thing. Okay, new candle closure. Does that say exit trading plan? No, it doesn't. Okay, don't do anything then. Trading plan, does that say exit? Yes, it does. Okay, exit. That's all you have to do. But unfortunately, our brain doesn't have that. We're getting these dopamine spikes. We're having these neurotransmitters. Fuck with our heads to a point that we can't just get into this logical pattern. And it's okay. It's just part of who we are. We just have to learn it ourselves. And so what's really important is self-awareness. And this is exactly what I talk about a lot, as you know. Self-awareness is extremely important, okay? We need to bring self-awareness to that physiological changes, you know come from that amygdala hijacking. Then we can use these changes to bring awareness to the present moment. So once we have these changes, we don't want to be anticipating because this is all the dopamines doing. Dopamine is, anticipating a future based on previous experience. Now, all of you can agree that that's not living in the present. And we know that logical-based trading comes from being in the moment, responding to only candle closure as it happens. Not predicting the future, not reliving the past, not being anxious from what might be, not being depressed from what has been, but being right here, right present, right now, and trading only based on what the candle is doing and what your trading plan is telling you to do with that candle closure. So dopamine, unfortunately, is a very unpresent chemical. It gets going when it anticipates a reward based on previous experience. So once these neurochemicals start firing, we are no longer being present. Our brain is putting us into a state of either anticipation from future, thinking about the past, anything that's not in the now. So when we hear this physiological change, we need to go, ah, my emotions are going, which means that I'm being taken out of the present moment. Hang on let's do and there's uh, there are certain things there's this uh what's it called physiological touching i don't know this is something i'm not researching well enough i will get to that maybe in the coming weeks when i do learn more about it but there are certain things that you can do breathing techniques meditation tapping techniques touch that can bring you out of that that um fear and that that time-based fear let's say and back into the present moment when you can do that you go okay i feel my emotions i feel my um, physiological changes I need to shift from this is self-awareness I'm understanding what's happening with myself I need to change my crave my response to doing something that can bring me in the present moment and do something that is good for me and habitual and that is following your trading plan I'm going to say that 101 times every single episode almost because it's the most important thing and then once we can do that we bring the self-awareness we understand change bring yourself back to present follow your trading plan that's all you have to do it sounds very simple but it's not because our bodies are crazy things How do we fix that? Self-awareness, 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 self-awareness. The more we know ourselves, the more we can respond in the right way that we want to. And the more we can do the things that we want to do rather than the things that we feel we need to do due to the chemical changes in our brain. That was a mouthful. I hope that made sense to people. Clearly, I I do enjoy the concept of dopamine. (laughs) Um, I hope you've been able to take something away. I'm just going to go back and read the gratitude because I didn't even get to that. I did see it come through. I'm grateful for summer weather, the freedom of where I live, my health, and the relationships I have. Grateful for a vehicle that runs well, giving me the ability to go wherever I want to when I want to. Grateful for the wide open landscape as I travel down the highway. That is lovely. I haven't had a car for a while. Um, but yes, it is nice. I love being on the road. I lived in a bus, I lived in a van, I lived in the back of my four-wheel drive. I love being on the open road. So it's great to have some gratitude for that. I'm also grateful for this podcast my eyes have been opened to dopamine and how much it drives me awesome I'm glad yes it's blown my mind right open too everyone says the same thing me too um and then we have oh boy you were speaking my language today yeah it's because I've been there and I'm still figuring out in from the trenches how we can get a group of us out and into that very very profitable space of seven figure eight figure Trader All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you've enjoyed this week on dopamine. I know I have. Next week, we're going to stick with the brain. We're going to be talking a little bit about amygdala hijacking, like I've said, and some of this physiological touch, which can bring awareness and bring us back down out of these physiological changes. And uh, yeah, I think the more we can learn about how the brain works and the chemicals that are going on and how we respond to them, the better and easier and faster we can learn to control ourselves in chemical-driven situations. All right. To my traders go jump over to the trading call remember if you have the trading journal read through the trading journal read your wire read all the good things in here if you've got your trading plan which all of you should read your trading plan go through it make sure you know do your brain warm up get yourself in a good headspace on top of that i have just released a new 10-step guide to becoming a successful trader um it's a free ebook you can get it it'll be in the description of this podcast Um, for those of you who brand new it's going to be a great way to sort of have an eye out on how to go from beginner to successful trader for those of you that are in here for a while i'm sure there's steps in there that you haven't done yet or maybe you've heard of and are not doing and i highly recommend you check them out as well um but for now to my traders let's go jump on the call to everyone listening on the podcast much love and i shall speak to you again soon bye